Hey, beautiful. This is your intuitive consultant and life coach, Ava Laura, with another edition of Ava Laura Heal My Life podcast. Listen in each week because I'm helping you to heal your life, heal your relationships, learn how to do meaningful work in the world, and make an impact that creates legacy. So go ahead and get your pen and paper, get your favorite drink, and listen in now. This episode of Avalora Heal My Life is sponsored by Canada's number one inspiration coach, Maureen Kaylee Verdonk, affectionately known as Coach Mo. She is the founder of Inspired Living Life Coaching, and Coach Mo is passionately helping women say yes to ourselves and experience more success and joy in our lives. Visit Coach Mo at www.mocaliverdunk.com. That's M-O-Cali-C-A-L-E-Y, Verdunk, B-E-R-D-O-N-K, mocaliverdunk.com, and claim your free audio CD today. Greetings, beautiful ones. This is Ava Laura, your intuitive consultant and life coach, here with another amazing edition of Ava Laura Heals Radio. Tune in each week to learn how to heal from whole to wholeness and your life and your relationships, your business and your career. And I am so excited about this episode. As always, we have another amazing guest. You know you're going to want to get out your pen and paper because you know it's going to be some golden nuggets dropped. You know how we do here on Ava Laura Heels. Uh, continue to use the hashtag Ava Laura Heels. Uh, get your pen and paper. And uh, let me talk about today's phenomenal guest. So I know if you've been listening to me each week, um, we've done a couple shows on relationships. This one is going to be a little different because we've talked about intimate relationships. We've talked about self-love. We've talked about things like that. But this week, I really want to talk about the relationships with women, right? Sisterhood, your relationship with your, your best girl, sister friends, and really how we can heal those relationships. Because if we look at the TV if we look on social media, um, you know, if we look at those things, even in your own personal life or, you know, relationships you've seen with other people, there always seems to be this, this tug of, you know, of women being able to be um, in relationships together. There's always this, oh, women can't really be friends. We can't really support each other. We can't work together. And particularly in the Black community um, with Black women. So we really want to talk about that today. And I just have the perfect guest to do just that. So um, I want to introduce you to Miss Sharon Jameson. She is the founder and CEO of the Jameson Group. She is a speaker, a phenomenal speaker, y'all. She's a life coach. She's a minister. And she is the author of four books, including I Can Depend on Me, I have learned a few things <laughs> and the strength of my soul in deciding to soar 180 lessons to catapult your life. She is an account manager with the, now she's going to have to uh, pronounce this, Biopharma, Biopharma a company and an entrepreneur. So she is multi-talented. Uh, she earned her BA from the other HU. <laughs> University uh, and an MBA from Nova Southern University. 
Please join me in welcoming Ms. Sharon Jameson. Hello, my dear. How are you doing today? I am doing so well. I'm so excited to be here. And yes, I went to the other HU. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our rivalry is all in play. <laughs> but everybody knows I went to Howard. So, you know, like <laughs> I have to introduce that. But, you know, yeah, so, you know, as I was saying, well, first of all, even before we get started, even though I gave you that introduction, um, I know that didn't do you justice. Um, just tell our viewers and our listeners just a little bit about who you are and, um, you know, why you're passionate about this topic. Sure. Um, I, like you said, an author, minister, a life a strategist, and I am interested about relationships because I feel like our relationships are where we grow. They create the environment in which we bloom or create the environment in which we wither. And I, I, I challenge, the challenge is that many times we we want to be related to some of the skills that we need to be able to engage and interact with each other. Some of us never saw them modeled or we never saw them taught. We never saw conflict without disconnection. We never saw um, conflict without uh, either elevating voices. We, we never saw what truth looks like without brutality and cruelty. Mm. So There's so many things that we have not seen, not only in our personal and family lives, but also in corporate America. Um, I'm still in corporate America now, and we still don't see an opportunity to see consistent women supporting women in relationships. You see the crap, crap, um, that bro mentality, or we call it the queen B syndrome, where one woman mm. she blocks everybody else, and you don't see that exchange that we all need because the truth is we need each other. We 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 need each other's support. We need each other's acceptance. And but you, you can't get mad if people really don't know how to do it. And I'm I'm really finding out that the the things that we need most to be in good conflict, I mean, good communication with each other, we never were taught. For example, we never taught how to be in relationships. We were never taught about parenting until after the fact. We were never taught about uh, conflict until after the fact. So a lot of these things that we know about relationships, we find out after we make a mess. That's right. And, and then we don't go back and clean the mess up. Ooh. So that's why I'm very, this is really important to me because I have lost a lot of friendships and I have done a lot of damage to people um, in my ignorance and some of it in my arrogance. So that's why this is really important to me. Yeah, you you know, you just touched on so many valid points. Um, you know, I say a lot, you know, are your relationships healing or hurting you? Because it really tends to be one or the other. You know, are you contaminating the relationship or are you cleansing it? You know, are, are you adding value to it? And because truthfully, that is the case, the models um, have not been efficient. Um, we get the models from our parents, from, you know, the people that raised us, from our teachers, our, our siblings, our older siblings. And a lot of times they've had dysfunctional models as well. So where do you turn to know that this is what a healthy relationship can actually look like to even know what, what is possible? And you look at media, you know, I always talk about Disney movies. You know, you look at Disney movies, this is where we find out women, we're supposed to fall in love. We're supposed to kiss the man, fall in love and live happily ever after. But that's not real. A lot of the images that we're shown are not real. And so there's a combination of, you know, sort of being held to a standard that doesn't exist and then living in a standard that is dysfunctional. And how do you marry the two? <laughs> and, and that's the mess. 
I think it's such a challenge. I love what you said is that I think we have been taught to make space for mess versus to, to clean mess up. Yeah. And I and, and many times with my clients, you, you see people have um, connections without truth mm. or when they give truth, they have disconnection. Mm. You, you never saw how can those two things coexist. Yeah. And then I think people totally overestimate their ability to 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 tell the truth. Yeah. Well, really to know the truth, right? <laughs> People <laughs> overestimate their ability to know the truth and they overestimate their ability to know the truth about how they are navigating in the world, how they are showing up. And people are totally oblivious. It's kind of like many times I, I call it the Mr. Magoo syndrome. Remember Mr. Magoo? Yes. Around blind cars are crashing into each other. And he's just, just driving, not knowing that he is the cause of so yes. much destruction. Yes. And people don't realize that they're the cause of, uh, of so much destruction. Or if they are, they don't know how to clean it up. Or they yes. won't face it. They won't right. face it to clean it up. They, it's easy to blame someone or project all my pain uh, on someone else. So I, I think relationships, uh, learning how to do it is critical. And that's why I'm so, I so celebrate what you're doing because you are providing a forum for people to do the work. Now, the hard part is to make them, you know, we lead them to water. It's kind of hard to make people drink. So that's the challenge. The same in relationships. You know, one of the things that... Um, you know, the breakdown of many friendships as well as marriages that I've seen are because it's one person who's willing to do the work and the other person isn't. And so they can't coexist together. You know, I have women, um, gosh, I have one client right now who's like, you know, going through a divorce because she was willing to do the work, but he wasn't willing to do it. And she's like, how can I make this work if he's not willing to work with me? That is so, so cool. You see that oftentimes in relationships that usually it's 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 rare to find both people on the same page to say you know what we both need help we both made a mess let's go ahead and clean it up together absolutely i think that is so key what you said and i i think that that mr magoo syndrome i think people are not really self-aware and um and then some people don't have language to talk about their feelings That's very and i see so many women um, and when I have sister circles, people can really identify maybe four or five emotions. Glad, mm. mad, sad. But if you don't see that, what do you do with frustrated? What do you feel doing with, I'm, I feel left out. I feel humiliated. I feel not heard. I feel invisible. I feel irritated. I feel agitated. All those things, those emotions elicit different responses. But if it doesn't fit in one of those boxes, we don't deal with it. Or we don't deal with it in a healthy way. So what happens is we become uh, imposters in our relationships and we become, we have this, what I call dance of deception. I'm lying to you, you lie to me. We just dance and you lie and I'm lying. And, you, and then there's no truth. Yeah. And then we wonder why God, why did the relationship fall apart? Everybody was lying. Yeah. And, and so there was no firm foundation. Yeah. But however, you, you, and I know you probably see that with your clients, we have to push people. But then if we push them too hard with the truth, Guess what? They stop coming. That's right. That's a, that, that is them ahead of time because I've warned them ahead of time. <laughs> and still, I say, look, this is this is what ego is going to do. 
Ego is going to say, as soon as it starts hurting, as soon as it gets, oh, I'm sick. Oh, Ava Laura, I can't see you today. Oh, I'm too busy. Ego is going to do that. Just know it's going to happen. And sure enough, it never fails. Or ego will get distracted and say, oh, I'm going to do this over here, but then I'm going to join this, this, this. And so you're not fully committing to the process. Ego is going to find some way to try to protect you so you don't have to fully feel and be present in that moment and receive the healing. Oh, you don't make me shout. You said a lot. The listeners are probably shouting with us. They're like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was powerful. And it is it is so funny. I call ego ending growth opportunities. That's how I, I define it. And and I think it, it is so challenging is that people want microwave healing. And I tell them, it took you 30 years to jack up your life. We're not going to be finished in 30, 30 minutes. That's and because people are so um, good at, at uh, deflecting blame, it's always the therapist's fault. I didn't get what I needed, Sharon. Well, no, you want to you do your homework. You want to answer the questions. Um, you stay in your feelings. And, and I don't mind getting in the feelings with people because sometimes you have to work there and then bring oh, them out. Listen, let me you want to hang out there. That and is I, my specialty. I love getting all up in the feelings. <laughs> but then you're right. We got to release the feelings and get past them. But my favorite yeah. thing about the feelings, and I forgot to say this, is when women say, oh, I'm feeling some kind of way. What way is that? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm feeling emotions. Mad sad. <laughs> yes. You know, and so oftentimes I'll say that just kind of as a laugh because it's like, well, some kind of way we got to get deep. We have to get beneath that. What does that really mean? What does that look like? Yeah, so you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I want to ask you because um, this is this is really good. This is really powerful. But what are some, you know, you've identified some, but what are some of the problems you specifically see um, with women having healthy relationships together? Oh, God, so many things. I did a series a couple of weeks ago about the 15 things that I think that really uh, um, show up as impediments for women having relationships and good sisterships. But I think I will give you the first top three, which without them, you can't move forward. One is clarity. People don't know who they are. They don't know what they want. They don't know what they need. And I think that people don't understand to be in good relationships, I have to give you a manual so you can win at loving me. You can't win at loving me if you don't know how what I need. So right. because I think that we don't understand that people are different with different people. That's so I have to come to you and say, listen, this is how you love me, A, B, C, and D, but that means I have to be aware. That's or this is how we have to stay in integrity with me. Don't come over without calling. Now, whatever those rules, because they're rules of engagement. Mm -hmm even though they're unofficial, but nobody wants to talk about that. So I think clarity is, is, is one of the challenges. Secondly, I think it's courage. We won't have the courageous conversations. And so we rather do this dance of deception. I'm a lie, you could lie. And then everybody's an imposter. And, and so, and when you know that you're lying and we can sense what another person is lying. Absolutely. There's nothing to build on. And I think that, and I think that's difficult. And then I think a third thing is that we are so defensive that we want to allow people to speak truth to us. And, uh, and but I think that we don't know how either. Let me just say that. I think, I think conflict management is, is not only a skill, but it's an art. Mm -hmm. And you have to say the right thing at the right time, the right way. Now, if any of those you mess up, you have jacked up the interaction. 
and you ain't going to get it back. But never. But I find so many times people won't come and, and, and advance their skills. If you really are interested in, in, in to, um, um, to be in healthy relationships, go get some relationship skills. You don't have, and it's okay to not know them. Let me show you, get, get a format, get a template, get a way of some verbiage so you can have those courageous conversations. Don't, we, we like to practice on people. And when we practice on people, we cause a lot of pain. I tell people, don't practice, go, go figure it out. Because if you practice and you say the wrong thing, don't work up our happy relationships. Yeah. Because but, um, if you don't know how to do it, the good thing about it is that you and I, we can kind of walk people through that process. Right. But we have skills. What if your friend doesn't have skills and right. and you're and you and you and you're trying to give them feedback? All it, what happens is you have what I call a container of confusion. Mm-hmm. And and when you have that, nothing good comes out of that. So I think there, are, like I said, a 15, but those are the three. We can get the first two and, and give people some guidance on how to love us, how to support us, because love means different things. We, we express respect differently. We experience uh, respect differently. We, we uh, inculcate respect differently. And I think that when we think that all of us are monolithic, universal, ubiquitous type of people, we're going to have a connect. We're going to have, instead of connection, we're going to have a collision. And that's what's happening. You know, it's wow, you, you said a mouthful, um, you know, but one of the things that you said is so important, certainly the clarity piece, mm-hmm. um, because what I find is that not only do you need to know, it's, it's the love languages, not only do you mm-hmm. need to know your own love language, but you need to know the love language of the person that you are in a relationship with. Because just because your love language might be words or service, they they don't respond to that. Maybe their love language is quality time. Mm -hmm. And so you could be telling them all the words that you want, but if you're not spending time with them, they still feel like, well, you don't love me. You don't care about me. You don't want to be with me. So you have to be self-aware enough and care Mm -hmm. enough to know and honor both. And so Mm -hmm. what you're saying is most people, you're not even clear on your own, let alone your partner. Right. Not alone the person that you're in a relationship with. And it's so funny that you say that because, and again, this is a friendship. I just had this conversation today with a friend, not a romantic relationship, a friend. Every time I talk to him, he's able or what did you eat? Did you eat? And I said, why do you always ask me about what I ate? And he said, that's my way of showing that I care. And I said, so your care language is food, you know, like you, you know, because now I understand what that means. I was like, why is he always asking me about food? Like, I'm fine, you know, and I said, okay, what else? You know, because this is my way of understanding him. And he said, well, you know, when I make sacrifices to, you know, do something for a friend or whatever. And I said, okay, so now I know. So if I ask you to do something and you make a sacrifice to do it, I know that's because you care. Absolutely. Asked me, and then he did the smart thing. He asked me back. Well, Ava Laura, what's your language? Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, we just had this conversation today, and so now he knows how I operate. Now I know how he operates, 
And that is so key to have what you said, these courageous conversations. There is nothing wrong with asking these questions. But, you know, a lot of times women, what we do, and I've been guilty, so I can say it. What we do is we want the people that we're in a relationship with to be a mind reader. We want them to know already. Why should I have to tell you? You should know. Well, how would they know? They've never been in a relationship with you before. Well, they should know better. They're an adult. Okay. Well, all adults function differently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So you're I'm absolutely right. That clarity piece is huge. <laughs> it's it interesting. I always tell my clients assumptions, I, I say asking heals, assumption kills. Mm. And, and the problem is that assum- assumption is a, assum- assuming is really cowardly. And I tell people that it's really cowardly. And I, I am to the point in my life, not only do what you, uh, you just mentioned, I want to understand somebody's love language, but I also want to understand your apology language. Yeah. I tell people, I don't want to guess. Of course, I'm too old. And also, <laughs> I, I, I'm not patient that way. In my 20s and 30s, I was different. I want you at 50 years old, but if you don't really ha- have an understanding or how I need to show up to support you, I'm not going to figure it out. I, I, I won't do the heavy lifting anymore mm-hmm. uh, because I felt fine that I, I, I got out of integrity. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I started um, being codependent Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel good to me. I, I want to be with women who are high performers. And being a high performance is to know who you are so you can keep performing. So I can perform. I, don't practice on me. <laughs> I won't practice on you. Um, so I, and I think that that's a place that people are very uncomfortable with. But it started to be draining to me. Yeah. It was one thing to do it with my clients and also in the ministry. But yes. I'm not going to do it with my friends. If I feel like Why you, you have to speak in my life right now. Yeah. Because I have to do this with my friends too. Yeah. <laughs> I tell my friends, you know, first is a is a it's it's a privileged position to be my friend, mm. but you have to have you have, need to have enough power for the position. Now, if you don't have the power for the position, I gotta put you on the bench. Mm. And put me on the bench. But the good thing about it, I'm gonna come and say, listen, how does this need to look for you? I believe that that all there are rules to engagement everywhere so i tell people help help me win at loving you and if because i want to win i want to win if i think you're important and i want you to win with me don't practice on me and hurt my feelings um but however i'm gonna let you know and um and but i think it, i think it's our responsibility it's my responsibility to make sure i get what i need yeah your responsibility and that right there is key because when you take responsibility for that you can't blame anybody else Mm -hmm. because whatever happens if you're not getting your needs met it's your fault you didn't advocate for yourself it's not the other person's job to do that Mm -hmm. and that's where we get in trouble we put that onus on someone else and you know what I say, that's not being selfish. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to look out for yourself. And so if someone asks you to do something, oh, can you pick my kids up and watch them and you don't want to do it, you have the onus to say no. Don't say, well, she should have known that I didn't want to do it, but I did it anyway because we always do that and I didn't want her to say no to me when I wanted something. Don't know. If you didn't want to do it, you have to say no. Or you have to say, okay, yes, I will do it. But this is what it needs to look like for me. 
Oh, oh, now you said I'm about to I'm about to run around the room. You're saying something that is so key, and I I think that advocacy. I love the word you said advocacy. I think women we forget that we have uh, to be our own advocates, and we also forget that we have agency. So if we don't really accept advocacy and agency, we we are at the mercy. Of, of accepting whatever type of, of relationship somebody gives us. That's right. And um, but I, I, I think that women, sisterhood, we have to be willing to, to, to unlearn some of the bad habits that we have learned. Yeah. And we have to be willing to say, you know what, my relationship with you is important enough that I want to learn some skills. Because, because I feel like you can't have an MBA relationship if you only have kindergarten skills. Mm. And, um, and I just don't want to deal with kindergartners anymore. And, and that's okay uh, for me because I can't be an integrity that way. Because I, I grow, I get resentful. And, um, and, I, and, and I think that we always worry about trying to up-level our relationships when it comes to our businesses. But we have to up-level our relationships to have a greater a sense of accountability with your emotional health. Mm. Um, I, I, I can't trust you if I can't trust myself. That's right. And so I think it's important. I think it's critical. And I would love one day to have women who are successful women to say, you know what? I don't know. I don't know how to do it. And this, and this, especially in corporate America too, and this male model that I'm using doesn't work because mm-hmm. feminine power looks different. Absolutely. And so I think there's so many different levels to it. But I think that the uh, my pastor said this one time, he said, some people are willing, but they're not able. And some people are able, but they're not willing. Right. And I wish we could get the willing and able women to say, listen, let's learn together, yes. but let's hold each other accountable. Yes. And that means I'm going to have to tell you something that's going to make you uncomfortable, but I will walk that journey with you. Yep. And I yep. think that's the challenge. We don't know how to, to give each other painful information, but continue to walk the journey. Yes. And not be stung and not be like, oh my God, I can't believe she said that to me. Now I can't talk to her. (laughs) What she said to you was in truth and love. She's trying to help you, not hurt you. And we got to learn to be able to tell the difference, you know, because many of us, we like to surround ourselves with enablers. We would rather be around people who are going to tell us whatever we want to hear, even though it's not allowing us to grow and to change and to heal. And so we stay stuck. And so when you get in a mature relationship with someone, that's not how it's supposed to look. You're not supposed to tell me all of that. I didn't want to know that, but you need to know that. (laughs) You need to know that. And, and, And so, you know, a couple things happen when you get to that point when you're really ready and you get those skills that you're talking about. Then what has to happen is you got to be ready to outgrow some folks because some folks are not going to be willing to get those skills with you. Oh, oh you, you said everything. You, you're making my heart sing. <laughs> and, and I think that we women need to know that's okay. Yeah. Yes. Do you know how many women I've had we allow, oh, um, I had my friends since kindergarten and I can't no longer be friends with them and I feel guilty? I, I, feel, I, I call it fake loyalty because it's not really loyal to the person you you loyal to your guilt because I call it fake loyalty. Oh, yes. And, I, and, and I'm not interested in it. And, um, and because I feel like as black women, we have so much on us. We have systemic racism, systemic sexism. We have all the homophobia and ageism and bodyism. We have all that. Yeah. If I cannot be true and be honest with us, when I have to deal with everything else in the world, you become one of them. 
That's right. If, if I have to be somewhere where I can take off all my makeup figuratively and literally and be okay. And I want you to understand that I want to be in covenant with you because that's why I don't have a lot of close friends. I want to be, I don't want shallow relationships. I want to be what I call covenant promise so that you protect me and you care about me and my gift. You care about me and, and, and my family. Um, and caring doesn't mean you're going to do stuff. That means that caring might be you're going to stand in the gap and tell me the truth because sometimes the truth will set everybody free. I want people to liberate me because only free people can free people. <laughs> you can't be a slave and free me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Woo, that right there. Mm, yes. Yeah. You've got to be free to free. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, you know, one of the things that I want to ask you, because one of the issues that I see, and we see this play out all the time on reality TV. And every time I see it, I'm just like, why? I don't understand why this always happens, where one friend gets together with one friend, and they sitting there talking about the other person, and then they end up at a dinner party or something, and everybody blows up. Well, she said you did this, but what you said this about me? Why didn't you come to that person? Gossip. What? What is your feeling about gossip, and how can we kill gossip? Wow, I I, I think gossip is is um you. I would not allow myself to become a trash can. And I think when people gossip, they are really saying, I would be a trash can. Mm -hmm. And I so I I tell I, I believe we should challenge the, the the gossip that we hear with the, the gospel that we know. And the gospel that we know is that we're all are equal, we all are doing our best, and we are all a, a work in, pro, in process. Um I, I I don't I feel that until people are are healthy emotionally, that they're gonna be prone to gossip. Because gossip makes is something that makes people feel like they know something that you don't. It makes you or they make superior. you feel like yes, yeah, superior. Uh, it makes them feel elevated. It makes them feel like they're in a know. Um, it allows them to be to have a perception of power, but it's really cowardly. Mm. Um, and, and until people get emotionally uh, healed and emotionally whole, they always are going to function what I call low level functioning. Gossip is a low level existence. And, and, and a lot of people stay there because that's how they function. Jealousy, low level. Um, bike badging, low level. And I think that you can only go to a higher level living when you know yourself and you love yourself enough. Gossip is really a form of, of self-hate, of self-loathing, mm. because you will not participate in it. You will not allow somebody to use you as a trash can. Right. When people come to me and they want to tell me about something, I'm like, oh, first, it's none of my business and I don't want to know. I don't perpetuate it. I don't participate it. I don't even want to hear it. And I, I think we have to be able to to um, understand that if people are coming to you they, with gossip, they're talking about you also, and just not to participate with it, not to not to glorify it, not to sanction Ooh. it. And our silence, our silence says that we, it's okay. Absolutely. I'm not saying condemn a person and, and tell them off, and just say, you know what, I'm not interested. Sis. You know, I, I, I'm not interested. Our, our sense that doesn't feel good to me. Mm -hmm. And so that's not condemning other persons. It doesn't feel good to me. Or you can say, you know what? I remember how somebody gossiped about me. It broke my heart. And I said, I would never do that again. There's ways to kind of get out of that conversation mm -hmm. versus trying to judge somebody. You don't have to judge them. It's their walk. 
But however, I have to judge myself because we're only accountable for what we do. But um, but if somebody's my friend, I'm really clear. You don't get to talk about my friends. I will come to you in that because if you feel so comfortable to talk about my friend in front of me, I'm not a good friend if I don't protect them. Because remember, you protect the person and their gift. And one of the ways you protect a gift is to protect their reputation. Wow. So I think that's really, really key. Wow. Woo! Wow, you say gossip is low level. It's a bottom feeder. Mm. Yes. I, call them, I call them gutter, uh, gutter dwellers. Gutter dwellers. I, I love it. And, you know, one of the things that you said is so key. And I always try to remind women of this because they seem to forget because you, you are absolutely correct that if this person is gossiping about somebody else, you dang well better be sure that they are they are gossiping about you, too. Yeah. Yeah. And and we forget that because what really what you're saying is in that moment you feel good. You know, it's 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 temporary. You feel happy, you feel good in that. You feel sure of yourself, you feel confident, you you feel love, all these things in that moment cuz you it's like you're getting a high cuz you you feel superior. Mm-hmm. But as soon as that moment is over, you feel low. You know, it's like you got a fix. It's like you you got this fix and it can't it can't heal the hole that's already there in your heart. Oh, that is so key. And, and I love what you said about you. You really don't feel good about yourself. And uh, I, I feel that is so unfortunate where we feel that degradation is something that we should and demeaning people and dehumanizing people and judging people is the only way to make themselves make us feel good. I, I, if I have to make somebody feel feel badly or, or shine a negative light on them to feel good, that says a lot about me. I'm like, do your work, clean up your own life. And and I think that, uh, again, it's about courage. And I think that's one of the reasons why uh, people struggle because it takes courage to say no. It says courage to say yes. It says courage to, to challenge your sisters. And um, courageous conversations are what people want to avoid mm-hmm. because again, they rather they rather have a lie. I, I believe this. Uh, my um, one of my mentors said this says that we we uh, we glorify we we glorify hypocrisy mm-hmm. and we crucify honesty. Yep. And I said, wow, and that's, that's true. true. That's yeah. true. So. I, I think it's important when we are able to look at ourselves and say, I don't feel good about myself, but I can feel, I think people feel stuck. I, I can, I can be better. I can do better. I can say better. I can show up better, but nobody realizes that you can't get, um, you don't heal in isolation because even if I, I can read every book I want to on anger management I don't know if I really got it until you piss me off that's right and I'm like wait a minute I, you know you, you need to practice those skills like swimming you can talk you can read every book about swimming but until you jump in that water in the deep end do you really know if you have to swim and that's the same thing with relationship skills people read books all the time my clients come to me oh Sharon I read these books on communication yeah. well, you've been practicing is one thing right declaration is one thing demonstration is another thing most people get stuck at this declaration and they think that's enough faith without works is dead so we have to do the work yeah you know i um i actually did a series um called the seven reasons you still haven't healed Hmm. and that was one of the reasons is that most of us we just collect information 
That's it. We just, you know, they call it shelf help. You know, you just collect it. We, we, we <laughs> want to read everything. We want to consume everything. But then we can't, we, or we don't want to put it in action. We don't want to practice. And I always say information alone, it, there's, no, there's no transformation in information. That, that's the first step. That's only the first step. So if you haven't taken it a step further, gotten that information and put it into action, you're not going to have any transformation. But many of us think if we know, well, I know, or I studied, well, that's wonderful. But what do you do? That is so true. Because none of us, if you think about our lives, we never perform everything we know. For example, if we did, we'd be working out every day. We'll eat better. <laughs> I mean, you think about none of us do everything that we know to do. Yeah. But if it's important, you try. Absolutely. And um, I, I think it's so important. I love what you talk about the transformation piece, because I think people really feel um, they leave conferences and they have information, they have inspiration, but they have no demonstration. And, and I think that the demonstration is the part. But without the demonstration, you won't get the elevation. And without the elevation, you will never get the continuation. So there's so many different steps, but we want to feel good because we got a little bit. It's kind of like being a little bit pregnant. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you, you know, and it's like, no, you, you have to, get, you, get, you can't, you have to get all of it. But then we have to increase and enlarge our territory. Yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, emotional, spiritual. It, I feel like you cannot pull a gallon of water in a teacup. Yeah. And many times, some people have the talents of the communication skills of a teacup. Mm. But they want to play over here with a gallon. Mm-hmm. Um, so look at the teacup and we enlarge it, enlarge it, enlarge it. So you increase your ability, your capacity, your capability to handle more. But people think you can go from teacup to gallon right. and they miss the process, but the power is in the process. Yeah. But however, how do we get women and some men committed to hanging on through the process, even if it feels like you're walking on a tightrope? Yep. How do, you, how do you do that? And I think that's the challenge. It, it is a challenge. And, you know, um, the first part of that is simply accepting that it is like you're walking on a tightrope at times. It, it simply is. But, you know, that is the growth process. If we think about what it felt like to go from childhood to adulthood, you know, we had this thing called puberty. Puberty didn't feel good. <laughs> and some of us still going on. And then not only do you have puberty, then you have midlife crisis. Right. And, and right. And age women, age women, we get menopause. Like, yeah. are, yeah. we, all growth is painful. Exactly. <laughs> that is a part of the process. And we are so consumed in trying to avoid the pain. Mm-hmm. that we will do so that that's where the mess happens we you know we will we will do so many messy things trying to just avoid the pain but you can't avoid the pain you can't escape it yeah so yeah. just go through it you just gotta go through it <laughs> and, and and i and i think the challenge is is that one of the challenges is people want to go through it without accepting new skills yes and it's That's like, true. okay, you can't, yeah. if you want to be a mountain climber, you have to take your equipment as you go higher. But they, you just can't get your backpack, you can get your flip flops, and you're going up the mountain. You're right. going to fly off. And I think getting equipped yes. is the hard part. But again, with support. Yes. Nobody heals in isolation. And um, success healing never happens in isolation. Because even, like you said, you get the book, you get the coaching, you still got to practice. Yep. And, um, and, it's, and it's best to practice on people who are in that same process. In the same place. <laughs> <laughs> right, don't come to me. 
Don't come to Sharon. We we ain't having it. <laughs> Do not practice on me. Cause you'll catch me on the wrong day. At the wrong time. Oh. No, we're gonna get some true serum and it's gonna set you back. <laughs> we're gonna start all over again. <laughs> yes, yes. You're so you're so right, sis. You're so right. <laughs> and so and so, you know, when a woman decides, you know what, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to up-level my relationships. I'm ready to up-level my skills. What do you suggest that she does? I think a couple things need to happen. Um, I I think that self-awareness piece is is always key. Mm -hmm. I think people need to not only uh, be self-aware, but learn new skills around communication and courageous uh, conversations and conflict. I think that people have to be able to get feedback because we all have blind spots, you know, that we don't see, to see how we are being perceived. I think when I deal with corporate, uh, corporate America, people, women say, I don't know why I got promoted, but they don't realize that they look weak. They're, they're not, they don't have a power presence. Um, they don't understand how their mannerism, uh, their mannerisms uh, really uh, def- look deflated. Mm-hmm. So there's also, you, you need that. Uh, and then I think people have to, to be committed to the process. So I think those are the steps. Um, I, I, but I think it's that coaching piece. Um, and it doesn't have to be a coach. It can be a, a wise friend. It can be a say, but, but it can be the same set of friends. Exactly. Because, because when, when you're with familiar people, you're going to do whatever. It the can't coach be your is. mama. It can't yes. be your right. sister. Please. Right. If I hear one more person, well, you know, my mother. No. no. Right. That's where you learned it from. You can't go. <laughs> it has to be somebody, like you said, who's outside of your network. Yes, yes. And I, and I feel it's so interesting out, uh, on the business side of part of it. I see, I think people don't understand that their inability to have good relationships also affects their money. Because mm. if you can't collaborate with people, People are not going to work with you. People are not going to do business with you. Your, yep. You can't even ha- have conversations with your clients or your customers. Mm-hmm. I think people don't get that it does not just hurt them emotionally and spiritually. It hurts them financially, but it also helps them physically because we carry that anger. We yep. carry it in our bodies. and we, a Hypertension, diabetes, extra weight. Um, so there's so many ways that people minimize the impact of their inability or unwillingness to be honest. And not brutally honest, I mean, honest in love, but they don't know how, but they won't say, you know what, I, I, I need some support around how to structure a conversation. Everything in life is a strategy. That's true. And I don't think people, you need a plan. You have a meeting before the meeting. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? so, and so I tell my clients when they're having those really high, high stakes conversations, wait a minute, let's role play. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Absolutely. You know, okay, yeah. change this word. That word is incendiary. That word is, uh, yeah. is condemning. That word is, is, you know, don't ask a question. You, you, you are, are giving away your power. Yeah. That's important. But yeah. people don't think that. They're just going to, I'm going to say what I feel. I'm down. I'm going to show that I'm real. No, you look so dumb. Not if real. I hear one more person say, I'm just keeping it real. Oh, keeping it real has gotten more people in trouble <laughs> than, than, than drugs, than alcohol. Keeping it real. It, it doesn't work. Keeping it real is all the way wrong. Yes. It's, it's, yes. What it's saying is that exactly what you said is that, yeah, you want to be honest, but you don't have the skills to do it in the way that hurt, that helps the person and not hurts them. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think that it's so critical for for when we engage in those conversations to always have in mind, how do I want to lead this person when I lead? Do I want them to feel connected? Do I want them to feel elevated? Do I want them to feel like I honor them? Um, I, I think we, we have to think that through. And that's, again, the strategy part. Absolutely. How, how can I make What's this possible? Yeah. And, and it, your intention and, and how do you make it digestible? Yeah. Because people, you have to break through. If you really are um, committed to making a change, to sit back and say, how can I make this message palatable? Mm-hmm. What words do I need to stay away? It's trigger words based on the person's history and culture. What words are inflammatory? How can I say it in a way to be uh, assertive without being aggressive and abrasive? How can I be diplomatic without being degrading? And I, and I think those are skills, but in people need to practice on us uh, or with us so that we can support them and serve them. Yeah. Uh, I think people, I tell people just because you can talk doesn't mean that you can communicate. That's right. But, but people get that That's twisted, right. That's you know? Very true. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. And you know, and I, I like what you said. One of the things that I teach all my clients is responsibility communication. Mm, and it's just but you said something so key is that mm. you have to know what's going to work for that particular person that you are talking to. Because even with my clients, I know that there are some clients that I can be very assertive with, I can be aggressive with, and that's what they need. And I know there's other <laughs> clients that they're very sensitive. I can't be assertive with them. I have to pull back mm-hmm. and say the same thing, but in a way that's a lot less aggressive and it's just going to tone it down. I got to fill it with honey so they'll receive it. Yeah. I, I think it's all about honoring people. Absolutely. I, I think that. Um, if we honor people and if the message is important, we will feed it to them how they need to feed it. Yes. And, I, and, um, and I think that I think that we don't do enough of that. Yeah. Um, and I think that even I think about when people come to me, when people have to tell me feedback. But I ever, if I would have told them how to love me, they would have known how to come to because I'm a fighter. I should be careful. I, I will. In a minute, you know, um, I have had a lot of pain, but I recognize it. So when I get triggered, I tell them, I said, you know what? I feel a trigger right now. And let me just, let me just be still. Then I say, you know what? It's something about this word is, can you say it another way? Because I, because I'm being triggered, but I know myself, I can feel it in my body that that I'm like, like I'm I'm getting big, like the incredible heart. It goes that I'm feeling some kind of way. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really clear. And I say, you know what? Yeah. This, this 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 and I tell people this 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 is hurting me. And yeah. then I'm oh and I and I'm honest with people. I'm like, you know what, on a scale of one to ten, this is really a three, but I'm having a nine reaction. Mm-hmm. So this is not about you, sis. This is about me. So mm-hmm. however, I'm gonna keep just keep having this conversation, but I just want to let you know that I'm that it might take me a little longer to get it. It's not you, it's just some childhood stuff. But I'm, but I, but I, but will you? And I tell people, do you mind just being here with me and working me through it? Mm-hmm. You guess what? We get like this. Conflict it is a bridge to learning. It's not. It's not an invitation to fight. I love it. You have to say, listen, I need you. Can you walk with me on this journey? I'm struggling, but I want to hear you. But I'm struggling. Can you walk with me on this? I want. I want to get you. You. It's imp- you, It's what you're saying is so important to me. 
I'm okay with being uncomfortable because I love you. Mm. That's powerful. That is powerful and it is beautiful and it is, it's exactly what we need. Um, and, and usually in those situations is that's exactly where a lot of my clients come to me and say, Abe, Laura, okay, I don't know what happened. We exact that we were having this conversation and I was fine. And then all of a sudden I got triggered. <laughs> I don't know what happened. And so we go, we have to go back through it, trace it back and see what happened because in that moment they felt it, but it was afterwards that it really hit them. Like, no, that was all the, that, that was wrong, but I don't even know how to say it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to have that conversation. I realized that it wasn't that person, but I didn't know how to state what I needed, what I wanted, or what I was even experiencing. Right. I, that is so, 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 um, so observant of people to do that. And um, I, I always tell people when they want to have conversations, when it, when it, when they feel that, that feeling, just say it. Say, listen, yeah. sis, this is getting uncomfortable for me, but I, I'm not leaving. You are, you are so that they're important and that we are, we're struggling, but we're going to try to get it. it re- it's really endearing to them. It's really endearing. It is. And say, you know, cause I tell people, you know, my, some of my friends that they have to tell me the truth. And I say, listen, I'm really in, I'm uncomfortable. I say, I feel like I want to lash out, but I love you too much. This is about me. And I tell them, you know, let's walk it through. I want you to walk with me through this. And, um, and, and, and then I have this important conversation. I make time for it mm-hmm. because I think many times we have difficult conversations and we don't finish it. Yes. You gotta close the conversation. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And, and that's one of the yes. things too, that, you know, sometimes you have to be aware of that, that, you know, maybe there is a time limit and you can't have it now. So you need to stop and have it at another time when you can really fully participate. Because part of that ends up being a part of the process, that angst of feeling hurried, feeling rushed, like, I don't have time for this. Well, if it's important, like you said, you have to make time for it. And so it might not be in that moment, but when's a moment where you can make time for it? Because otherwise, push to the side, and then you end up feeling some kind of way, and now you don't want to talk to this woman anymore. And, right. she, and if you can't hold it, you have to say it. So like, you, you needed to hear. That's <laughs> 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 not my friend anymore. I ain't talking to her. Right. I think it's so important if you ha- if you are having trouble holding it, to be honest. Uh, I I know that in my own situations, I have felt violated and hurt. And I and they said, "Well, Sharon, we can talk on Friday." And in all honesty, and I would say, you know what? This keeps me up at night. Mm. This is I'm losing sleep over it, and I'm really hurt. I really need to 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 help. I need your help to process this. Mm-hmm. And and people will do that, but you need to be honest. You need if you, you can't to. hold it, you can't hold it. You yeah, can't hold because sometimes people hit me so deep, and I feel so betrayed, or whatever, or I make up a story about feeling betrayed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I make up stories. If I can't it's hold not it, just you. However, be honest and say, you know what? This yeah. emotionally is too heavy for me, and if I hold it, it's going to impact how I interact with you until we address it. Yes. And 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 and, and, and then however, but I'm real, but you got to be clear if you can hold yeah. it or not. Sometimes you can't. It's like when you have to go to the bathroom, you're like, I can't hold it anymore. I can't hold it. Anymore. Be honest. Yeah. You know. You you. 
Oh wow, this is this has been awesome. Like we are so out of time. Uh, but <laughs> this, has been, this has just been a really, really wonderful conversation. So any 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 last thoughts and how can our listeners um reach you? Sure. My last thought I would say is I want every woman to know that they're worth having wonderful, loving, supportive relationships and that every woman that they're in relationship with is worth it. That means that if anything that's worth it, you have to do the work. And so I want to encourage people to get out uh, of their comfort zones because lessons are only learned at the University of Adversity, not at the College of Convenience. Mm. And so we've got to learn. But uh, they can also contact me at SharonJamison.com. Um, Facebook, everything is Sharon Jamison. And I write articles all the time about relationships. I do free webinars about relationships. and um, But I'm always willing and uh, to, to have these conversations because just just talking helps me heal. Just Absolutely. being with you today made me heal a little bit. So I, thank you so much for, for being you. here in this space with us. So um, I just, I want women to know that, that, that people like that, that there are good people out there. People yeah. are really good people, but sometimes they don't know how. And, um, and I always, I say, this is a question that I think I want to leave people with. If everybody was like you, what would their world be like? So, so that lets you know if you jacked up, if you jacked up world. And so, so, so you don't judge, right? Because if you think if everybody was like me, what would happen? Not in some, in some ways we were, the world will flourish, but in some ways the world will fail. And be, so, so we are this and that. You know, we're, we're, we're not, we're, we're too good to be all bad and we're too bad to be all good with this and that and accept that another woman is this and that too. Absolutely. And that's a beautiful thing. That diversity is a beautiful, beautiful thing. That's, that's what makes the world such a beautiful place is that, you know, there's not just one type of flower. You know, there's multiple types of flowers and they're all beautiful in their own right. And that's absolutely right. When we're working with people, when we're working with our sisters, like that's how we have to look at things is that everything should not be the same. That's boring. Women, we don't even like the way to wear the same hairstyles every day. So you don't want the same people. <laughs> so we <laughs> work together and, and dance around that conflict and it will come up and that's okay. That's okay. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for talking about this. I don't think that is talked about enough. And um, I hope that, you know, everyone listening, um, that you really got some, I know you got something, but I really hope that you wrote it down, that you really got it on a heart level, um, that you really received it and you will take something and then take action. So um, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Um, until next time, wishing you peace, love, and bountiful blessings. Would you like to learn more about the healing art of Reiki? Reiki is an amazing, holistic, natural treatment that helps you mind, body, and spirit. It's wonderful for releasing pain, anxiety, stress, improving your sleep, your harmony, your well-being, removing energy blockages, and so much more. As one of my clients said, Reiki feels like you're bathed in a warm cocoon of sunshine. If you've always wanted to learn Reiki and want to practice it yourself or for your friends, your clients, your family, go to Reiki 
empowerworkshops.com. That's R-E-I-K-I Power Workshops with an S dot com and find out how you can participate in my upcoming trainings in the DC metro area. Again, go to Reiki R E I K I Power P O W E R Workshops W O R K S H O P S Reiki Power Workshops dot com and join my upcoming Reiki trainings. Hey, beautiful. Thank you for listening to another edition of A Valora Heal My Life podcast. Join me each and every week to move from whole to wholeness in your life, your relationships, your business, and your career. And if now is the time for you to embrace all that you are for your most incredible life, go ahead and email me today at avalora at avalora.com for your own personal consultation. And while you're at it, I'm Googleicious, so you can find more information about me online. Go to my website at avalora.com and join my mailing list.